This week on This Galari Life, the party makes the first step to fighting the Iron Fang menace. At this point, Greg is devolving into like full on like Rambo First Blood. Like, <laughs> it becomes a game of capture. <laughs> Who said he was naked? Yeah, I moved very fit quickly. And a game of interrogation. And when she still happens to find you alive, strapped to a tree in the woods. I'm sure her puzzles will be far more wicked than mine. Our heroes must make difficult decisions. I was gonna cut its rope with my sword and tell it, Get out! Get out! You get out! Don't come back! Get out! But, when things get bad, will they stay or will they go? It's time to go, boys! It's time it's to go! It's time to go! We book it. Listen to find out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to This DeLorean Life. Now, this week I kind of wanted to talk about why I chose Iron Fang Invasion as an AP initially, because things are going to start getting really Iron Fang Invasion-y in the upcoming episodes. First of all, I decided I wanted to run an AP in general because I didn't think I'd have time with my day job and the editing and the creative processes in general to write a whole new campaign. Not that I won't be adding homebrew elements, as you've obviously seen a little bit of so far. I just felt like the people at Paizo are really, really good at what they do, and I decided to play an AP. Now, Iron Fang Invasion stuck out to me for a couple of reasons. First, not a lot of people seemed to be playing it who were also doing podcasts, which was a big plus. But second, it was just kind of different than your traditional uh, Dungeons & Dragons Pathfinder adventure path. Now, it's not big climactic battle between a wizard and a dragon and undead creatures. Instead, it's something that happens in real life, that happened in the Middle Ages, that happens currently. A battle, a war, takes place and starts with people who aren't expecting it. It has the potential to feel like it is real. Obviously, the fantasy genre isn't all just dragons, wizards, undead, skeletons, stuff like that. Lord of the Rings, for example, has big, giant, climactic battle scenes. I wanted to bring that element of the fantasy experience to life with themes of struggle, survival, love, loss, all that kind of stuff. And I think Iron Fang Invasion does that well. And in the coming episodes when the PCs actually have to confront the Iron Fang head on instead of just kind of running around or running into them, I think we'll, we'll see that a little bit. This section we're about to get into marks the start of the end of the first section of this adventure, so I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things real quick. We've updated our website, thisgalorianlife.com. We now have an About Us section, so if you want to learn about the cast members, put a face to a name, whatever, uh, it's all there, so check it out. Also, we've gotten some pretty, pretty good comments on the website, so if you ever want to talk to us or send us a message, just drop it there. We try to get back to as many people as we can. Otherwise, keep sharing, rating, and reviewing us on iTunes. It really does help bring up the listenership numbers. So if you like what we're doing, try to get more people to like what we're doing. With all that being said, I think it's time for the episode. So enjoy episode 17. Good morning, Camp Red Jaw! So if you all will recall last time you ended the episode by basically hearing those uh, sound traps you set off going off. You exited the cave, and there is a hobgoblin mounted on top of a dire wolf about 150 feet away from you. And he ended the episode by saying that 
He had a deal for you. Unless the deal is his head on a pike, I don't see how we're going to be able to negotiate this very well. Speak quickly, my hobgoblin friend, or else the ranger here may have you down. Bunch of backwoods farmers able to take out the troglodytes in that cave? I think you all could be some use to us. Uh, That's not usually how you want to, like, introduce yourself if you're trying to get us to trust you. Oh, well, my name is Farrick. I am second command of... Fuckwit. That's also true. That's what my brothers used to call me. Those are hard times. I am Scarnivorous's second in command. His... Scar- oh my god, I forgot about the name Scarnivorous. You said you liked it. <laughs> I do. It's the stupidest fucking name I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm his second in command, and. Didn't sound so sure about that, buddy. I'm his sure second, second in command. command? Well, I think you're just a fucking lackey. That's what I think. I, mean, I, put, I, put, I put my hand over Truxton's mouth. That's technically how the military works, you tiny, tiny little boy. If it makes you feel any better, I don't care what rank you are. I just want to kill you. Anyway, I have no desire in killing you at all. Be quite easy for me, in fact. But I'll make you this deal. You've obviously shown yourself capable of ending lesser threats. Come join us. I, you'll still be slaves, but you'll be treated better than most of the slaves. You'll be. Okay. Wait, are we done here? Can we roll? For you'll be here? my servants. We'll send you out to battle. You'll live in nice homes, have the best. I'm going to stop you right and... there, buddy. And how about you fuck right off? Sounds like yeah, a deal to me. This. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it's everybody against Grogook. No, I pull up my I pull up my sword and light it. Look back to the ranger. Knock an arrow, boy. It's gonna be a long trip. Implying that I didn't already have an arrow knocked. I mean, basically, whenever I said my one-liner served this, I just shot him. I don't know why they thought he thought it was gonna be a good idea to just walk up and be like, "Hey, y'all are pretty badass. Why don't you be my slave?" <laughs> uh, go I ahead. Guess we're about to find that. Gun roll initiatives. Somebody take out that warg first, for God's sakes. It's the dire wolf. I rolled a 15. Oh, I rolled it twice, but I'll take this. I'll take the first one on accident. I didn't know I rolled it. <laughs> Hell yeah, and that one, baby, back of your pack. No, with your dex bonus, you're still flying better than me. I got gravity arrow, but it's gonna be a hot minute before I unleash that. Uh, it is Cyrix's turn. Is there any way that I can get within a 30 foot radius to cast a spell? Uh, what's your move speed? Uh, 300. Then no. He is 150 feet away. It is, f- I have 40 feet. So you can get within 80. Was he just screaming at us? You can double move 80. He's 150 feet away? Yes. You got big lungs. You guys, you guys set those traps out real far. Um, okay, I'll double move. Wait, he doesn't know about the traps. Quick group yeah. chat. He triggered one of them. Oh, he did? Yeah. Alright, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and I can't do anything from there, can I? You got swift action. Why are you going to double move like that? Now I can't do standard actions, Sam, to keep up with you. What kind of swift actions do I have? Your stairs. Oh, I am not within range from there, buddy. Okay. Okay. Um, is that it? Guess so. Greg. Uh, so if I move up 30, where would that put me? And then... Yeah, that's like maximum range. Just pushing it. So you take a minus <clears throat> minus one for the distance penalty? I do not. If he was further away, I would. But since I moved up 30, 
I do not suffer the penalty. And are you shooting him or the wolf? I will shoot the wolf. Which means, unfortunately, I don't get favored enemy. Excuse me. I also don't get up close and deadly. Oh, boy. I rolled a two. Uh, that's an 11, though. I'm yeah. really good with a bow, I swear. I just got to roll higher than, like, two. Yeah, that's not going to hit, unfortunately. Uh, it's going to be a good night. Uh, it is his turn. He's going to delay. He'll wait and see how you all react. So, Truxton. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I'll take a full move action. So He scores 10 feet, so he can move three. Yeah. And if you're doing a goddamn, <laughs> Truxton just moved backwards. Everybody knows. All right, there we go. Yeah, I, it was intentional. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Where do I go? This way. All right. Do you take an action or? Well, I, I thought that was my double move. At, or wait, what's my action? Hold on, I'm looking at my movement speed. Okay, 20 is my base speed, so I'll move one more. Okay. And just then, Yeah, I'm just done. I will move there. Draw my sword. Ignite with flame and begin a performance of Inspire Courage. You can all enjoy your bonus. I guess he'll take his turn then. Uh, so he'll drop in the order after Durgogook. He'll charge at Cyrix. Suck my butt, Hobgoblin. He'll charge at Cyrix and make a ride by power attack. How about this? Then? How about suck my hog butt, Goblin? <laughs> <laughs> okay, kill me, Derek. I know you want to do it. Oh, fuck me. 24? No, actually. Uh, my AC is 32. It's 15. Yes, it hits. Of course it hits. Mm, 20 points of damage. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, which puts it at your turn, Cyrix. Well, I'm staring angrily at him. Very angrily. And... You can tell the dog! I'm going to... Yeah, actually, can I... Does my stare work on the, the mount? Yep. Okay, I'm going to stare at the mount, and I'm going to cast commands on the mount, and I'm going to command it to drop down so that it's, like, on its haunches and isn't... Like, can't really attack. For command? Yeah, command. So the animal's going to take a negative two to will save, and it's going to make a will save. It is a 15 do it. The DC is a 15. So who does okay, that Okay, then I make it. Because it was a 15 on the die after the penalty. Uh, he gets a plus two to will, so it's a 17. Okay. What a willful pooch. And so he's, uh, he's good. And then I'm going to move back here. Greg. Oh boy, I'm going to uh, move up 30 so that I'm within 60 of the beast. Let me double check math. Hey, there's a 25 hit. Which one? The wolf. The dire wolf. Yes. How much damage? Oh, that's some great patrols. Five. Five damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, Truxton. I'm going at him. Actually, I'm going to little friend. Yeah, I can. Rip and tear. I'm going here. And I'm swinging. So with the inspiration die, I think I'm at a plus eight. That's 23. Which one? The wolf or the hobgoblin? Uh, whichever one I'm near. Oh, oh, right. They're on each other. Um... Yeah. Uh, who attacked Cyrix and did a lot of fucking damage? Was that the Hobgoblin? Uh, Goblin. Yeah, I'll go for him. That hits. Okay. And that's eight damage. If I'm not mistaken, it's Grogu's Wait, turn. Uh, so s this is one turn order, correct? Because I didn't use my painful stare on my turn, can I apply that to Trexton's roll? 
Okay, cool. I have that Trixon's roll. I don't know how much it is, but... It should be two more damage. Yeah, so ten damage total. Okay. You're, wel you're welcome, Truxton. I shouldn't be saying this, but Truxton also didn't apply Grogoop's damage bonus, so oh, I'll add that too. I didn't either. Oh. Dang it. Dumb shits. But I took damage off, an extra damage off the wolf and an extra damage off the of him. Grogoop, it is your turn. Truly, you Does are haste? JM. Does haste to fetch you the round you cast it? Yes. Gorgug sweeps his sword in front of him, glowing with energy, and you cast Allegro. Suddenly, you hear the Green Hill Zone music playing. Gorgug gonna go fast. Go get him, friendo. I will attack the beast once. Does a 19 do it? Uh, wait, yes. Uh, the Hobgoblin, I should say. Yep, that hits. It'll take it for, uh, 13. Gotta go fast. Da -da -da -da. So he is going to double move. He's going to full withdraw. Move 50 feet. Does that uh, trigger AOL? Not since he's full withdrawing. It's okay, I can catch him. It's a full round action. Cyrix, your turn. Okay, I'm going to move forward. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm already painfully staring at it... Um, or painfully staring at the mount, I am going to roll... I'm going to do the... What is that one? Intimidating Glance. So I'm going to attempt to demoralize it, so it'll take another negative two to will save. And that's a swift action. Uh, so that's going to be my Intimidate. Does 26 Intimidate the mount? Yeah. Okay, cool. And yes. then cool. And then I'm going to cast Command again and tell the mount to stop. I don't, that's not a command I can give. So I'm just going to yell halts. Tell him to roll over. <laughs> okay. Yeah, make another Sit. will save. Roll over. That's a miss. Okay, cool. So the uh, mount is now, has like leaned down on all four of its its haunches and kind of like dropped its rider so that the, the rider's feet are touching the ground and he has to either get off the mount um, or run off on his own. Okay. Maybe. Uh, Greg's turn. Well, I might be a simple down home ranger, but I know that we need to have some dead hobgoblins. I want to steal them out. I want to steal them out. Don't kill them out. <laughs> All right, not killing them out. However, I cannot promise the same for that uh, hobgoblin. Fair enough. I'm not going to move, and I'm going to fire my two shots. And you're right, Derek. It is uh, actually, I have a plus one bow, not a composite bow, so it's just 100. Okay. I missed that shot anyway, though, so weird. Yeah. All right, uh, so, oh, plus 10. Yeah, because I don't have the minuses. Oh, shit! Shit! First, first of all, does a 21 Ooh. hit? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I My other roll was a nat 20. Do you want me to confirm the nat 20 now? Go ahead and do the damage for the one that's not. This fucker's a hobgoblin, so I get bonuses. First one, 12! I rolled max damage. All right, and then roll to confirm. Oh. Oh, fuck. Damn it, Greg. <laughs> That's still damage. All right, so modest roll that time. So the first one hit and did 12 damage, and the second one almost crit, but didn't, and it only did nine. Mm -hmm. He's doesn't look great, but he's still up. Trucks didn't. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I'm kind of too far away to do shit. Um, can I, well, I guess, can I pull up my crossbow as I move? And then do I have enough range on it? Yeah. So I guess I'll go here and then fire a crossbow, which I have to remember. I haven't done that in a while. Let me see what my... It's just 1d6. Or it's... Well, to hit, though. Right. It's 3 plus your dex, so 7. 
Okay. Plus the Grogu's thing, so eight. Yep. Yeah. Okay, 25. Uh, oh, this motherfucker. And a two. Uh, you know what? It's something. It's a three. Yeah, it's three with Grogu's bonus. Oh, yeah, that's right. By just enough, he is dead. Oh, he's not just downed? Oh, I love to interrogate this guy. I mean, he's unconscious and dying. Oh, good. Um... Pair your healing spell. I raised my crossbow with a newly attached knife. So the wolf is still up, but he's stopped for... You used halt? I used command. Halt is one of the things that you can command them. Um, It works for one round. Uh, Grogu, go ahead. I move with new swiftness. Anime lines coming from behind me. I roll to attack. Does a 21 do it? Yes. Oh, does 15 damage, though. Good. But not quite good enough. But it is Cyrix's turn because the wolf just kind of stands there doing nothing with the unconscious hobgoblin fella on top of him. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to roll to hit the wolf. Uh, I think I'm within distance already. Yep, it looks like it. Yes. Does a, a 26 hit? That hits 11 damage. He is still kicking, just barely. Greg's turn. You should be able to kill it. Right, well, Grogu, maybe after it's unconscious, we can give it some jerky or something that it'll be a little bit nicer <laughs> and not trying to eat our faces. Uh, Arrow. Oh, yeah, another nat 20. Oh, yeah, confirm. That does not confirm. I would I, I would like. call those nat 20s bullshit if they weren't computer generated. I'd call my uh, confirms bullshit if they weren't computer generated. <laughs> uh, five damage. He is unconscious and dying because he's a stupid fucking wolf. I say we leave the wolf out here to die, and we take that hobgoblin in for some questions. Well, is speaking very, very quickly. He tells you this two, two versus one stone situation very simple. So we take the hobgoblin interrogate and then feed him to the wolf. So the wolf is a takes her hobgoblin flesh, and we have a pet wolf. One, two, three, four. <laughs> one, two, three, four. One, two, three. My tempo. I, okay, I'm cool with that, but I've got the hobgoblin. He moves very fast, pulls a rope uh, out of the, his bag, and ties up the hobgoblin. I've got the hobgoblin by the armpits, and I look at Greg, and I ask him to pick up the ankles, and we start dragging him back to the cave. You feel like that was at least an 18-second job that Gorgug did in 10. It was great. I'm not going to promise that I won't drop him. Probably best you give me the feet. Just just don't kill him. <clears throat> we can kill him. Really virulently racist against hobgoblins. Like, Greg? I just kind of like look. Did you not notice? Greg, listen to me. If if we wait and get information out of him, you can torture him and then enjoy murdering him. Gorgon begins dragging the naked hobgoblin back to camp. <laughs> Who said he was naked? Yeah, I moved very fit quickly. He's going to get waterboards. So as uh, Grogu's apparently like stripping him naked. Uh, <laughs> a scroll falls out of his pocket. A skull? Scroll. scroll. Oh, I'm like, a skull? Was he just keeping a skull in his and pocket? Also, 17 skulls. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gnome boy, come pick up this scroll. <laughs> it very quickly. I thought that we, yeah, I thought we were. I thought we were carrying. I thought me and Greg were carrying the. Yeah, we're carrying guys. The, we're carrying Savage the... boy, come pick up this scroll. <laughs> for... we no. friends here. Guys, help! Okay, guys, help! We are friends. Hold on now. Stuck in haste. Hold yeah, on now. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a moment here. No, let's all yell. 
I'm aging twice as fast. Help. Me and Sirius have got the hobgoblin. You yep. two figure out what to do with that dire wolf. If you need, I uh, if you can get him back to camp, I do have handle animal. Jeff, your spell ends. <laughs> and please, Traxton, pick up that scroll. Please. All right, I'll my get the friend. It's a scroll. Wait, so Power it's... word kill. Wait, so you two are, are dragging you the hobgoblin? Are fucking kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, me and me and Greg are grabbing the hobgoblin. You tied him up and for some reason stripped his clothes off, and me and Greg are. I'm very him strong, so I'll tie up the wolf and fireman carry him, and oh see if that works. God. He's very big, so I guess. Well, he's taking up forty feet, or yeah, to forty square feet. It's a large creature. It's more of a metaphor. For, he wasn't riding on a goddamn colossus. Oh, it's the size of a horse. Yeah, that's, that's a big boy. So I mean, I guess if you want to. You take him into the opening part of the cavern. What do you do from there? Like, I imagine you take the weapons and everything. Yeah. No, it should be a fair fight. Let him keep the sword. No. No. That sounds, that sounds good to me. No. Grogoog. Grogoog, heal him up. Just a little bit, though. <laughs> Make sure he's, like, hogtied. He's actually got a potion of cure moderate wounds on him, so if you want to... Oh, he has a cure moderate. Are you kidding me? He's not Yeah, I'll yet. take that potion for myself, and I'll use one of the cure lights that I have on me. I uh, dribble the potion in his mouth. And he is hogtied. Quite Yeah. Thoroughly. If need be, he I have he a good escaping. survival. I'll make that survival check. He ain't getting away. We'll see what this three on the die has to say about that. <laughs> Trucks, are you good cop or bad cop for this interrogation? I'm the cop uh, with a knife who may or may not have already cut your penis okay, off. So you're, I'll, you're I'll, the be, I'll be the good cop. Okay, so... I actually have stats in it. We got we got two bad cops, Truxton and Gorgook. We got a <laughs> wild card, who's the ranger. And, and Truxton. I have a plus 12 in diplomacy. I can handle being the Diplomacy's good cop. Diplomacy's not the skill for this, my love. For the good cop? Yeah, absolutely. I think it makes most sense if Gorgook and Truxton are bad cop. Greg and Truxton are wild card. And Cyrix and Truxton are good cop. So what you're saying is Truxton and Greg are both wild cards? And Greg's wild card is just that he's really racist and it's going to kill this guy. Yeah. Okay, Please cool. do that. That makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> okay. Um, so is he healed? Like, is he coming to? Yeah, he comes to. That's that's the noise of Hobgoblins coming back to life. What was his name again? Farrock. I, uh, I kneel down over him um, and I say, oh, Fardick, you're awake. We have some questions for you. Oh. Is Fardick here? My brother Fardick. Well, <laughs> Google lists the picture of water and wet rag he has. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, and? That, that was the threat of itself. The waterboarding will come later if he doesn't talk. Oh, I, I, look, I look over at Grogoog and like move my my shoulders to like indicate, ask the questions because he's the one that always knows what information is needed. Hopgoblins are immune to waterboarding anyway. Oh my god. It's in their stat blocks. Read a book. I'm going to ask the Hobgoblin oh very simply in common if he, where his nearest Iron Thing Legion cohorts are. Uh, he doesn't say anything. Ah, good. I punch him across the face and roll Intimidate. Uh, roll damage for that. Don't, as soon as he m moves to punch, I push his hand out of the way. <laughs> no, what? I jump, I jump in front and I take the brunt of the damage. Alright, I punch Cyrix too. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's <laughs> literally about to die. We can't get information out of it's you if you hit damage. him. He'll wake up from it. It was, it was literally, we healed him for three points. Yeah. He is hovering at the edge. It's not lethal. He'll come back. I take the brunt of the punch. Also, right. to solidify I don't punch him. Goddamn, people. Shit. I just try to intimidate him by pulling out my sword from its hilt. That was a 20 sound. <laughs> Damn right, motherfucker. I know he's shook right now. We can go see how shook. <clears throat> sure, he looks scared. How about some answers, boy? You may live through this yet for a time. If you're going to kill me, you might as well kill me now. Oh, such child. There are things far worse than death, and I'll happily show them to you. Oh, believe me, I know I've been doing it to the people back in town. <laughs> if you were not so cruel, I'd almost like you. I begin strangling the hobgoblin. <laughs> Roll for damage. No, it's, 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 no, it's mostly for shock. I just, friendly, want him not, I just want him not out. to breathe. It's like a, like a non-sexual choking. Something Cyrix knows nothing about. Exactly. So you're choking him. What what do you want to accomplish with this choke? As um, as he's gasping for air or attempting to, I lean forward to him. Whether you tell us anything or not, we'll make sure that your commander knows you told us everything. And when she still happens to find you alive, strapped to a tree in the woods, I'm sure her punishments will be far more wicked than mine, or perhaps not the gnomes. And I wink to Truxton. Hey. Gross. <laughs> you see the knife on this crossbow? I've been wanting to use this thing for like three episodes now. <laughs> You can't be intimidating if you break the fourth wall. Stop it. Uh, then. Also, you can't be intimidating if you don't ask me a fucking question. Oh, the, the question was was implicated. He's going to tell us what he knows. And if he doesn't, well, I, it's going to be worse. Do, the I, Iron Fang Legion was founded in 1977 by a good man named Bob Worth okay. Lomondier. Shut the fuck up. Go on. Do I, do I have to roll? Uh, Bob I'll roll a wore glasses, although he had perfect eyesight. It's I'll me. roll a diplomacy if I have to, but I bend over the hobgoblin and I say, "Look, they all want to kill you, but we might be able to work out some kind of deal. Nothing close to what you offered us, but maybe one in which you walk out alive if you give us the information we need to know. And we just need to know about the camp that's nearest to us." I whisper in his ear, consider the trade, and I release my grasp on his neck. So yeah, I'll roll diplomacy if I need to, but that's what I say. The camp's the camp. It's, uh, on, and I'm, I'm just saying this. I could give a shit less about my life at this point. I'll probably just, if you let me go, I'll probably end up killing myself anyway. The camp's the camp. The bounty hunters, Scarnivorous is there. That's all I know. In that's Hobgoblin, I'd like to... uh walk up and kind of crouch down where we have him tied up. I just kind of want us to look him in the eye. What's the name of your uh, dire wolf? This piece of shit is just a fucking dire wolf. It's not really even mine. No name as far as I know. That's good. That's good. Oh. We get to pick out its real name whenever we feed you to him. Jebediah, please. Jebediah? <laughs> <laughs> Jebediah was a dire wolf. Corgoog pulls up his breeches. Boys, it's time to for myth busting. Let's see how long he can hold his breath for. Oh my god! <laughs> Greg just stabbed him in the neck, right? No, in the foot. No, he's in the foot. That's not going to help him with treading water, but it's going to be pretty funny. Let's see how immune to water you are when you can't swim. You son before of a bitch. before we kill him, I lean in and I say, "I have one more question, Fardick." Yeah. <laughs> how many people know about this cave, and how many people know we're in this cave? I would imagine I'm the first. Yeah. 
I accidentally stumbled upon the trap, so, you know, make from that what you will. Is he telling the truth? Sense motive. Yeah, roll sense motive. I've got bonuses to this shit now. Aid me, William. I got a 29. As yeah, I'm well. not even going to come close to that. <laughs> as far as you can tell, he's telling the truth. And okay. here I thought hobgoblins didn't even know what the truth was. That's I almost my la- feel bad for cutting you up and feeding you to your wolf. That's my last question. I wrap my whip around his neck. Oh, he's got to swim first. No. He's Where gonna is he going to swim? We'll, we'll just move this along. He eventually dies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How many hours you guys, of torture? Brutal, brutal murder. Act of war? I mean, come on. They started it. You guys are lucky there's no, like, magma. I'm chaotic neutral, bitch. It was a hobgoblin, and I feel like my racism would permit me to commit her into He said every person from Mississippi in 1967. No, Derek, because this hobgoblin is not part of a formal recognized army, he is an enemy combatant, and thus not subject to codes of conduct. Okay. I stand, I stand by my statement. I do not have to take any. I stand by my statement of I'm racist. Really, to... really, Grogook's the only one who's good. Yeah. I'm a monster. I basically, like, at this point, Greg is devolving into, like, full-on, like, Rambo First Blood. Like, <laughs> I don't even really care about, like, protecting people. Like, they're just kind of an excuse to murder I have no son. Jesus Christ. Somebody make a handle animal check so we can figure out what we're going to do with this fucking wolf. Oh, who's a good giant man-eating wolf thing? Where's my handle animal? Handle animal. It's not that high. I ain't got very good charisma, but I got some points into it. It's a 17. Can I roll to assist with intimidate? (laughs) Can I give you a biscuit? No. He tries to bite it, yeah. Ooh. Just take, um, just take 20, bro. Just take 20. You can't on-handle animal checks. You don't think you're going to be able to turn this sucker. It's only a DC 20, dude. You can do it. You don't think you're going to be able to turn this sucker. It's probably been failed, failed to you like only get humans. one per week. I really don't want to... I kind of look at Grogu. Do you really want to keep this thing oh, chained up? For like we do need more provisions. This like, a- if this thing gets free, it's going to eat, like, three babies. And we're able to put it down. Yeah. Gorgug is a foreign lord look in his eyes. This is but an innocent beast of nature, none of the Iron Fang. It'd be a shame to put it down, but isn't it you feel necessary? Don't they have like a weird grim intelligence? I kinda look at it. I look into its eyes. Does it have a grim intelligence? Well, it'll be a shame to kill a sentient thing. You can see in its eyes it's saying, I know what I did and I'll do it again. Uh Gorgug only respect it more. <laughs> Grogoog, it's a mercy killing. <sighs> I'm sure well. you've done that in the army. I mean, if we send it back injured and how it is, the hobgoblins will just kill it anyways for meat and fur. Very well. Leave it to me and I'll take care of it. All right, you old yeller, oh, no. this dire wolf, and I'm going to go finish chopping up that hobgoblin. He's going backstab you guys. Uh, I stick around, uh try to keep Grogook from noticing me, but I don't think that he's going to kill it, so... How'd you know? I, I am definitely definitely somewhere close so that I can see what this fucking half-orc is up to. So, I'm, I'm an orc at my word. You kill it? I mean, I was gonna 
I was gonna cut its rope with my sword and tell it, "Get out! Get out! You get out! Don't come back! Get out!" <laughs> with tears back. in my eyes, get out! Get out now! I can't help you no more. Get out! <laughs> he, he slowly begins walking out of the cave, and then he turns around, charges you, and makes a bite attack. Oh. Ah, bring it, bitch! <laughs> I rush up and I hit it with the whip. Don't you dare! This is my fight. Nice. No! <laughs> I will kill it in front of and, Grogook. And Grogook, as as it passes away, the light slowly slipping from its eyes, you see that intelligence in its eyes say, For Malthoon! I, I see in the poor dog an image of my crystal pupper. I'm sad, but I understand. As his body hits the floor, he transforms into the crystal pupper. <laughs> no! <laughs> what an ashes! Well, that's taken care of, and I walk out of the cave and slap Grogu's ass. I'm mad yet aroused. And they say I'm a monster. I would like it known to the uh, listening audience that I'm actually not a racist. I'm just a... So we're we're at the campfire eating haunches of dire wolf. (laughs) What's next? So there's a couple items of loot that the fella had. The wolf up its ass? No, the... the The oh, that'd be great. The we'll say five provision points from that wolf. A potion of bark skin. A potion of cure moderate wounds. Two alchemist fires. Two smoke sticks. A plus one breastplate. A masterwork battle axe. Three throwing axes. A cloak of resistance plus one. A bedroll. A bit and brittle. An exotic military saddle. And four more provisions. Hmm. As well as that little scroll that Truxton had picked up. I got about half of those. What's the scroll? Make a knowledge local or a survival check on the scroll. Hey. Aww. I rolled a 14 for survival. Oh, I missed it by one. Can someone help me? Someone assist me. Help me! Quickly! I can can assist with survival, perhaps. Somebody aid that man. My survival's not the best, but it does exist. 17 to assist. Uh, that puts you at a 16, Greg. It is a map to a bounty hunter camp. Oh, hey, I already know about this. So now you have, like, a more specific path you can take. Like, last time you kind of just stumbled on it. Ah, does it have the traps outlined? It does not. Son of a bitch. Can we use the exotic riding saddle on the, uh, truck sampling? No. It's a military saddle, my friend. It's even better. (laughs) So... I am placing in front of you on roll 20 the map of Camp Redjaw. This from the information that the militia gathered last week and what you gathered from Farrakh is the home of the leader of the bounty hunter squad, Scarnivorous, and presumably his lieutenants. You don't know much about it. I think we, Greg, found out that the southern side last week has thistles on it that would make entry from there difficult, but not impossible. The other sides are all very steep inclines, which might attract attention. Um, And then you don't know what was going on with the lower area of the gorge coming from the east side, but the patrols entering and leaving uh, were very careful in that area. So, how this is going to work, you're the Viet Cong. Okay. Yeah. At this point, I don't know what's going to happen. I have encounters set up that could trigger at any moment, depending on what you do. 
So this is all for the next until you guys finish this portion. It's completely sandbox. Okay, guys. All I'm going to say before we start this is that I have the cantrip spark, and we can probably use it for fun effect by lighting shit on fire from about 40 feet away. So if you see gunpowder, let me know. I don't think we're going to be so lucky. You see thatched huts, let me know. Jesus. I said you're the Viet Cong, not the American. I say we, yeah, if we're the Americans, let's just infiltrate their government. I summon child soldier. <laughs> I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> Smells like victory. I cast Cone of Agent Orange. Oh, God. Hey, boss, how do I you cast Drone Strike. So, what is the plan? So, where are we approaching from? I don't know. It's all, you're, you're back in the Troglodyte Cave. Greg sketches this rough map. You have directions to it. Whatever you're doing is up to you completely. Do we have any climbing gear? I say we approach from the wood line to the north. I can spark M7, M5, and M4. In the chaos, we can roll down to the opposite side of camp and attack them unawares. Yeah, do we have any, like, oil or flammable sludge? Yeah, the sparks should do it just as well. I mean, that won't be as fast, but it will spread. What is M7? Is it like a little tower? Like you, a little have, tower? you have no idea. Some sort of taller building, probably a tower. That, excuse me, let's approach from the north, hide the wood line, scout it out for see what we can see. What time is it? Probably be still pretty early in the morning. We can watch these dumb shits all day if we need to. Can one of us go in as like a spy somehow? I seriously doubt that. We don't have disguise person, and I don't think you speak Hobgoblin. You are a half orc though. I was just saying, I could go in as like a traveling lady of the night. That seems like a real bad idea. Yeah, they'll probably just beat you up and enslave you. Okay, well. Like, well, these guys. are not the kind of people we could. Yeah, that's, that's scouted from the a concealed wood line. I think, Greg, you real, you probably have decent stealth, right? Or at least some points in it. Uh, Unless survival lets you move through. Does survival let you wood, move through wood without making much noise? Not. My stealth is only like plus four. Well, that's more than my plus zero, so it might work. Fair enough, fair enough. How is my stealth only plus four? It's where I put ranks. All right, so what's our... We're going to approach from the north of this camp here. Yeah, then you can scout it and see what you can see in terms of where the troops are, if they have any scouts guarding the camp in any regular pattern. Then we can plan from there. You all, I guess, will hang back and Greg will skirt up to the front of the tree line. Very slowly. Do we need to make survival check to get there or anything? No, I'm just stealth checks. Okay. Let's see how the stealth check goes. We might already be fighting. As we get close, can we hear any hustle and bustle from it? Um, Perception? I mean, there's people moving around, but you can't make out a whole lot. That's fair, they are. And by people, I mean hop goblins. I mean, they probably don't even know we're here, so they probably aren't actively looking for us, but they are probably on basic guard. Yeah. All right, I will try and creep up a bit. No, I don't. That's a, that's a goddamn six. Okay. Do I see any traps on, like, can I get perception to see traps as I go closer? Let me resolve the stealth roll. Damn, I was hoping I could fast talk my way out of that one. Go ahead and give me a perception check. I just see the guards all pointing and looking at me. Perception, 23. Let's say it gets to be a couple hours to walk there, so it's about, you sit around and watch for a couple hours. The center of the camp, there's a campfire, 
people come and go. There's like obviously the campfires used to like cook. There's also a pretty substantial water barrel there. They'll enter and exit through this gate in the wooden palisade that separates areas M2 and M1. As the troops leave, they have very circuitous paths uh, around M1 as if it is trapped in some way, but you don't exactly know how. All right. Um, Throughout the day, you see an assortment of patrols leave and come back. Several hobgoblins, you count six or seven of just normal, normal troops. Three larger creatures that you recognize as bugbears. Mm. Two of those wolf-like creatures you saw last time that you couldn't identify. So basically, the pattern is they come out of area M5, which is the area with all the beds and stuff up top. That seems to be like their barracks and living quarters. They'll come out, eat, and socialize in the campfire, leave, go out on patrol, and then some of them will go up to the tower on M7, uh, up the staircase that goes over the steep walls, and you imagine it's probably a watchtower. I put my rapier, rapier forward and scream to the militia. Do we have the militia? No, they're no good for this. What? What the fuck is the point of the militia? Uh, that's a good question, actually, in some regards. Uh, it's really static bonuses. Uh, how deep are the walls, Derek? The highest portion is 50 feet. All right, so we're going to have to enter either through the front or through that staircase. I'm not really feeling confident in the front, and the staircase means we can bottleneck their numbers with the ranger getting a nice height advantage, if that's even a thing. Do you need any? Do you want any more information about any of the other areas, William? So, so the, we haven't covered M four, M three, or M six. M four, M three. I assume M three is a stable. It's a pen. The wolf-like creatures, when they're not being taken out on patrol, stay there. And you've noticed a a goblin walk towards, or the a goblin caretaker essentially going towards the pen and hanging out a little while. It almost seems like he's having a conversation with the creatures, but I don't know. That can't be. They're wolves. And with him, he usually has a a dog, like a small dog. Like a Pomeranian. His name is the Taco Bell dog. That poor Taco Bell dog's so dead. Um, And what are the other areas I haven't seen? The little hut towards the northern end of the camp, and then... I am interested in M7. What the devil is that? That's the watchtower. So what is M6? Is that where the leader is? Uh, Make perception check. 24. Yeah. Walking around, pointing at things like, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you haven't seen anybody come out of that room, but you've seen a bunch of the soldiers or other people go in and then walk out kind of looking a little bit more terrified than they did before. Mm. Which leaves the tent or the hut up at the top of the camp. I'm going to make a perception check about that one if you want to know. 18? Every every once in a while, you see a hobgoblin leave, leave the camp, and he seems to be holding, like, alchemical substances that he'll like deliver to the leader's tent other than that you don't really get anything you feel like 
it's incomplete information, but it's information. All in all, though, if you spend several hours here, you have seen a total 10 hobgoblins, three bugbears, two of those wolf things, the goblin and his pet dog, the guy here holding the alchemical stuff, and presumably the leader. Mm, that seems All like a lot. That is a good presumption. Well, like I said, we can either burn and run or burn and try to fight. I propose we wait exactly one week to do that. There you go. I mean, like I said, I could probably get close enough. I mean, they, they might see us in the attempt, but in the ensuing chaos, who knows what might happen. I could probably hit at least one of those buildings so they could spark and maybe the watchtower too. Interesting. It might, it might not. It's not probably going to kill any of them, but it might freak them out or lessen their uh, abilities in the coming days, even if we don't fight now. It's true. Uh, considering the size of this camp... Would that maybe. be worth losing the element of surprise, though? Because they'd be on guard after that, right? Oh, we just come back every other day and keep fucking with them in different ways. Okay. I don't know if spark is quite going to work. I... Yeah, it, it would take a lot of spark to really light something <clears throat> Well, it spreads, though. I mean, it, all I have to do is hit one fine, flammable object. It works like flint and steel, uh, and it, it could spread hypothetically. I don't see why it wouldn't. Right. I mean, do you feel good about the information you have? I don't think there's much else to gather. We know it's probably who's carnivorous and M6, so... Mass 13. Oh, shit, we have to this find out. This guy gets it. There aren't any hobgoblins in our refugees, right? No. Okay, just curious. Or I can throw that fucker's head that we just killed into the middle of camp, call him out, and just start a fight. Whatever. Let's not do that. See, let's not do that. What we, we need could. to do is spend the next couple days doing, uh, as Derek mentioned, some guerrilla warfare shit. We need to lower their numbers. Well, one of the guerrilla warfare shit they we could do is one of us could sneak into the camp and leave the head on a pike in the middle of camp. I don't think we got that sneak, baby. Got That's big it. dick energy. I'm That's just big saying. Big dick energy and big stealth score energy. Which, sadly, I'm not that kind of ranger. It's also the middle of the daytime, and there's like six of them around that campfire. Well, it's just like planning for future. Seriously, right. seriously, let's light one of these bitches on fire. Go fight a uh, go fight a patrol they sent out. Lower their numbers that way. Freak them out a little bit. Make it so they can't get a good night's sleep. Does anyone have grease as a spell? Sadly, no. Because that would be perfect to just like cast spark on. I just cast just cast you, grease on the staircase. You actually funny. have to I'm, cast. I'm greasy enough that you can just cast it on me. You have to get cast uh, mythic grease for it to be flammable. Uh, see, I'm not the bummer this time. God, I'm gonna actually... pretend it's you though. I'm gonna pretend it's you, Derek. <laughs> oh, I. I uh, like they said, we don't have grease anyway. So no I had a game with mythic, and it was our summoner, and he was building around. A very particular build of casting Mythic Grease and then Mythic Fireball. Jesus Christ. So so let's put it like this. What problems do you currently see with being able to infiltrate? None of us have stealth scores and it's under constant patrol and we're outnumbered. That's that pretty much sums it up, yeah. So is there a way that you can take care of one of those issues? Outnumbered? Get the militia. Put them to fucking use. Like I said, we could probably kill their outgoing patrols. Wait, is, I'm serious. Is the militia not an option? It seems literally like the thing to do here. I, I mean, I feel like for a few nights, I could, like, cast ghost sound and get people to investigate, and we could murder them one by one. But at a certain point, I feel like they'd catch on to our plot there. True. 
But I mean, maybe at that point we would have another idea. Also, I feel like assaulting a base like this, even if we attacked at night after a couple days of guerrilla warfare, we'd lose a lot of people in our militia. And like our group is small enough that like two casualties is like a 20 Well, listen, you're not exactly selling me on why this is a bad idea. Look, we have a good base camp with a lot of supplies. We don't have to take very many risks. We know where they are. They don't know where we are. So we, just, we can fuck with them hard. Like I said, killing the patrols will slow them down. If we kill people, I they're not, like, cut off. I oh, assume no, more like, people will be brought in. Oh, well, yeah, when they send the messenger, that's one less person to worry about. Jesus. Especially if you kill the messenger. Ah, puns. That's fair. They can't call for help if their call is never heard. In fact, if we intercept the messenger... Or just knock them unconscious somehow. We could fake a message back. Really fuck them up. Just knock the messenger out and sneak a uh, another letter in his bag, and he like runs up. They're not, they're not down here. They're not down here. It's all good. Go north. Everything Charm person. I don't think that would work. Yeah, we need to do we need to do some night raids slash ambushes of patrols. Get their numbers down, and to just cause some general harassment and. I don't know. We should probably observe for a little bit more just to understand what their night routine is. If at night they kind of close up shop and just like keep watch, then we should probably not do a night attack because that means everyone's going to be home. But we could do a good night burning of the tent. Mm. This is fair. We do have some alchemist fire, don't we? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that guy just had two of them on it. Reminds me of my uh, Curse of the Crimson Throne game. We actually have like 30 vials of Alchemist Fire, it's really bad. You can find Greg's Curse of the Crimson Throne game on Patreon. Oh, no. All right, yeah, let's wait till sundown and see what happens. Tonight? Yes, tonight. Well, no, next right week. Now. Okay. Um, so there's, like, sunsets. Um, the Watchtower, they trade out, trade out two Hobgoblins for two other Hobgoblins to take the Night Watch. Um, three patrols come back, one leaves. This one is a bugbear, two and two hobgoblins. If one of you follows them kind of closer, they don't seem to be as far reaching as the other watches. So they'll stick closer to the camp. And I guess that's probably it. I mean, they they eventually all go to bed, uh, except for the people in the watchtower. Sam, what's the reach on your, what's the range on Ghost Sound? Is the twenty-five plus two level, or is it yeah, twenty-five plus two level, so that would be thirty-five feet. Okay, never mind. We can't. That won't quite work for our purposes. But I assume that like the range is like I cast it thirty-five feet out, and then I cast it as close as they could hear it. So like we could be fair distance from them. Yeah, but you have to think we have to get out of the tree lines, and that's going to trigger a spot check and all that kind of deal. Not for the watchtower. Tree line goes pretty close there. Bucket boys tonight, that just burned down the watchtower and burned down M5. A flaming arrow should be able to hit M7 pretty easily. We've got no more flaming arrows. What if I cast spark on your arrow? I was going to say, yeah, let's, let's just burn the watchtower down. Somebody give me a knowledge engineering check on the watchtower. I can do that. Mine's pretty good. It's made of solid steel. It's not as good as I thought. I'll roll an inspiration dice on this one. 27. Good job. 27 isn't as good as you thought. No, my bonus wasn't as good as I thought. Okay. Um, you think the only thing that can melt the beams on this watchtower is jet fuel. <laughs> it is it is very crudely constructed. You think if you can take out one leg, the whole thing will crumble down. Mm-hmm. 
we gonna rust this tower, boys? And real quick, just to explain how some of this works. Perception is a check that's based on distance. So I believe they take a minus one for every ten feet they're away. And if the creatures are asleep, it's like a minus five or a minus ten. Okay, okay, follow me on this. Follow me on this, boys. I spark from the wood line, and then I just fucking bull rush one of those posts and shoulder check it. It collapses, hopefully, before they get a shot off on me. But hopefully it doesn't crush me. And then we book it the fuck out of here. How's that sound? Unless, Truxton, Truxton, unless you want to throw an alchemist fire from the wood line and hit and hit that building. That would be kind of funny, too. I could try. But also keep in mind, M4 is full of alchemical chemicals. So we got a monkey paw here. If we throw the fire at M4, it might explode even bigger. Because <laughs> we don't know what's in there, chemically speaking. And that could be really fun. But then we also would not be able to get the chemicals ourselves later on. So this is kind of a choose-your-own here on this one, Truxton. I mean, what would that be, like an acrobatics check on that throw or something? Or it's a ranged attack. It doesn't have to be accurate. These are big buildings. so you could, It's literally at the broadside of a barn. It's a DC 5 attack roll, but every 10 feet you're out, you take a minus 1. And actually, I think, do you know the rules about splash weapon, Will? Uh, I mean, like, they affect everything in a five-foot space. I mean, what's the max range increment? Whatever your strength modifier is. And, like, it's for every plus one, that's another 10 feet. Otherwise, it's just 10 feet. Okay, so Truxton's strength is a minus two. So Truxton would have to be within a would have to be within 10 feet. To... Oh, well, I guess he doesn't have to throw it, then. It could be any one of us could throw it. Right. Whatever. Check, though. Well, the ranger could probably throw the motherfucker. I do have a bonus of strength. Plus, he needs to be swift to get out of there in case my half of the plan doesn't work as well. Throwing weapons, the wheeler applies strength modifier to damage dealt by throwing weapons to Flash weapons, blah, blah, blah. Minus for penalty. Attack roll, blah, blah. Uh, only threat 20 deals double damage. Such a weapon has a range increment of 10 feet. So yeah, it's straight up just 10 feet. And then beyond that, you start suffering penalties. I think we should probably be okay. Let's So let's think about this one more time in our head. And if everybody signs off, we'll go for it. The ranger moves with a little alchemical fire at M4 hopefully causing a bigger explosion, but regardless, causing confusion. After the fire ignites, I charge from the nearest wood line, so probably straight north of M7 or wherever, at full speed, trying to not sunder the object, but break one of the wooden posts. That's a raw strength check. I should be able to do that. Like, all I do is splinter one. It'll topple over. That should allow us plenty of time to escape, since I don't think the people on the watchtower are going to make it out, and if they do make it out, they're going to be freaked out and not know what's going on. Confused, screaming. All right, sounds good to me. So high, how high up is it to uh, chuck one of them alchemist fires? From the edge, that's a 10-foot drop. Well, we'll just say that the building's 10 feet. So 10 feet up. Show me where you'd be or where you'd want to be. So that's 40 feet. I'm, I'm getting measurements so that I can think about it. If you can land that motherfucker like right between M4 and M5, we could have a real good time. I just want you to know, I always love you. You still owe me 10 gold, buddy. That's never been established in the lore of this campaign. It literally has been multiple times. <laughs> oh, I just want to talk about people owing people money. I do believe Cyrix is out a gold piece that she needs to pay me. I toss you the gold piece. I look over Thank at Grovoog. Caveat emptor. So in the I don't know why you owe me ten pieces of gold, but I know you do, and I'll find out soon with my meditation. So we's doing this in the dead of night, correct? Oh, it's gonna be so good, dude. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll just uh, creep up out of the edge of the woods there, and I'll just chuck an alchemist fire up here. Give it a good old lob. So first, 
I want you to make me a stealth roll. Big money, no whammies. Big money. Hey, that's a 20. It was a 16 plus 4 for just 20. Not a nat 20. Okay, ranged attack roll. 1d20 plus 8. Oh, a nat oh, 20. Shit, I fucking love that it shit down. like a Kobe. What Tell happens me. on a crit? Uh, yeah, and it's only on a nat 20. I roll that damage. Uh, what is an alchemist fire? 1d6. How do you want to do this crit? Just, uh... It's 2d6 plus, or 2d6, and then the splash damage will be 2. Hey, that's a pretty good roll. 10 damage. Uh, where, 10 to burning? Where are you hitting? Uh, it would be on, uh... Like the center of the tent, or... I guess I get to just dictate it. Uh, yeah, it would probably be more, like... High okay. center of this wall that I'm on. Okay. Then do you just stay there or do you move back? Uh, yeah, I'm going to, after I check that, I'm going to skedaddle back to the group. Maybe have to go help Grogu. You can get know. some parting shots off on goblins. All right. Get my. I guess I, I ready my bow and I retreat back to the wood line in case anybody wants to come tango. Okay, that should activate my part of the plan. Depending on how this watchtower collapses... I might still try to light it on fire with Spark after it falls, which will be funny. And then we might be able to get some parting shots off on the goblins over the barrier. Grogu, go ahead. All right, I'm going to fucking shoulder shoulder slam the weakest looking post, I assume this one, with uh, full force. I think it's a raw strength check from what I read. Let me see if it has a break DC. It has hardness and hit points, but it doesn't have a break DC. found some common break DCs, like a simple wooden door is 13. I feel like it's going to be a little bit more reinforced than that. Just based on what the hardness and hit points are. Make a strength check. Do I get a charge bonus? <laughs> An 11. Oh, fuck, guys. I don't think I broke it. Are you sure I can't help at all? A mighty whack has been given. Oh, my shoulder. It's dislocated. <laughs> so, Grogu, you run into the tower and your shoulder hits it and nothing really happens. Um, but from the top of the tower, you hear a gong going off like a large it's like a, a giant bell is being smashed at and then a can i see anybody up there i'm so sorry guys or a rope ladder starts falling from the ceiling Ooh. and a hobgoblin climbs down and is standing right next to Grogu. i pull uh, the rope ladder while he's coming down the rope ladder i'm gonna shoot him is that okay that crossbow truck so it's time to live Remember, if we're not here for a fight, fight and run, fight and run. I have business with this tower. Run and gun. Grogu dies trying to knock this tower down. Go ahead. All right, he's going to get that good old-fashioned double shot. Is it 23 hit? It better. Another nat 20. This makes up for your roll in every yes! game. Yes! Finally, it confirmed! So proud of you. I'm so happy. This one, one hobgoblin. He's just uh, in this tower, just like, I hope everybody's okay. <laughs> Go ahead and roll that damage. All right, so the first arrow does 1d8 plus 3, because he's a hobgoblin. And he takes 5. That's 3d8 plus 9. Ah, oh, that was a crazily mediocre roll, but it's still 21 damage. So that hobgoblin's dead as shit. How's the, how's the M4, how's that fire going? I mean, it's still basically just, it's still in that one corner that okay. we hit it in. Another hobgoblin begins to descend the tower of M7, and uh, hobgoblins start walking out of the barracks area, look up, realize what's happening, and rush to the water barrel. Go, go, you got one more try to take that tower down. 
And you've got one more try to shoot the hobgoblins with the barrel. Okay, Gorgug's fucking pissed this time. He's pulling out his sword. He ignites and just slashes at the goddamn thing. Yeah, boy. Sunder. Does a 19 hit there. Yes. Uh, hit for 12. Okay, it's split basically in half. But it's not all the way down yet. And the last hobgoblin kind of gets onto the ground and he'll take a swing at you. 15. No. Anybody else want to jump in or? Uh, I'll definitely shoot them again. Shoot, the, shoot the water barrel man. Shoot the water barrel man. Can I shoot the water barrel people from my position? Um, you damn kids. I use the Pythagorean theorem on this one. You can try. You're going to take a minus one for distance. Really? Just a minus one? They're hobgoblins? Yeah. Well, they're goblinoid. Ah, uh, yeah. That's fair enough. All right. Pew. Pew. Those were terrible. I'm assuming a 13 doesn't hit, but does a 16 hit? 16 will hit. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, it's four damage. You smacked a bugbear right in the chest. Uh, he looks up from where the arrow came and just kind of locks eyes with you and and points and then Hobgoblin goes, Open the tree line! Infiltrators! It's time to go, boys! It's time it's to go! It's time to go! We book it. We fucking book it. Gargook, what do you do? You had your shot. We'll come uh, back. I, I hate later. leaving a fight half finished, but I will full withdraw. We full withdraw now. So as you're running away, that hobgoblin in the watchtower takes one final parting shot, misses, and everybody give me stealth rolls. Oh, we're we're thick in the underbrush. Everybody give me stealth rolls. Hey, that's a twenty-one. I'll take negatives. Uh, eight. Gorgug miraculously rolls an eighteen, so he gets an eighteen. Twenty-four. You feel like you're all safe. Keyword. Yeah. So, a failed attempt at striking Discord in the camp. Failed? What are you talking about? We lit something on fire and broke a post? We killed a dude. That's not OSHA regulation anymore, I tell you that. Yeah, you, you did kill one. And one of those bugbears has got a really nasty toothpick. So, you're making your way back and give me perception checks. Hey, that's a 31. I get a 14. 25. Greg and Cyrix, you hear the sounds of, like, wheels on gravel and dirt. <laughs> and if you approach the sound, you see several hobgoblins surrounding a, like, a wagon with ton of supplies in it. Uh, bags built up, uh, lots of food, some water, gold coins spilling out. Oh, it's so good. We have um, to have it. That does look a bit like a trap to me, though. You two make one more perception check for me. Make perception checks to see if it's a trap. That's a 20. Not a nat 20, but a 20. I rolled a 25 again. Hanging around the on the edge of the wagon are several skulls. Um, mostly they look like human skulls. If you two can make heal checks, DC heal 10. Check. Uh, that... Yeah, I, I can't even do that. That's an eight. Well, that's a nat one. Oh, God. Yeah, an eight and a nat one. We don't know dick about these skulls. Oh, yes, the ornamental uh, troglodyte skull. How could I forget? Hey, Grogu, Grogu and Truxton can make it. You're all together. I'll take my 11. These skulls. <sighs> Grogu, you recognize these skulls um, as uh, at least the cause of death uh, seems to be some form of decapitation. <gasps> Eames, oh, the Truxton, 
I don't know if you just looked at her too long, but one of these skulls seems familiar. Almost like... Killing off a romantic interest again. Almost like this skull belonged to Auburn the Green. What? And that's the end of our broadcast week. What? Oh, guys, we're going to get a sick-ass skull cart next week. We're going right. to ride, ride into camp full of explosives. We're going to blow that shit up Green Zone style. Clinton? Is Clinton has on there? Yeah. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.